0: It's a celebration, Bizzlecast listeners, Tatiana Maslany just won her first Emmy as Best Dramatic Actress in a Leading Role for her show, Orphan Black, on BBC America, the best sci-fi show on television today. And there's only one person I could bring in to celebrate this and talk to about. It's Maddie G, a.k.a. Goose, who introduced me to the show, got me to watch it, got me totally hooked. I'm working my way through it quickly. I'm a few seasons in. Absolutely love it. Tantiana Maslani playing ten different cloned versions of herself who look, sound, and act completely differently what a tour de force a lot of people thought she should have won this years ago but after the fourth season she finally got it we have one more season uh, before they wrap it up so without further ado here
1: is matt we are recording all this by the way right oh yeah you're alive baby okay, okay yeah. that's what i figured um yeah. you gotta remember when game of thrones won best drama series and i'm not at all interested in dis- in debating game of thrones with you that was a shock because up until then science fiction and fantasy shows had never been taken seriously by the Emmys. So the fact that Battlestar Galactica got overlooked year after year after year that doesn't really surprise me all that much. The sci-fi network wasn't what it is now back then. I mean Battlestar kind of made it what it is now, but people didn't take that channel seriously. Um, I will also say comparing Orphan Black and with Downton Abbey is a little ridiculous. They're just so phenomenally different shows that it seems silly to really compare them. Uh, My point was only that a British show coming to the US and cleaning up at the Emmys, it has happened before, but this one to go from zero to best actress in four years is to me shocking, especially when... Orphan Black's ratings numbers have never been spectacular. Um, you know, it was really kind of a niche margin show. Um, in a way that Down Abbey, Down Abbey was kind of like must watch TV on sure. Sunday nights. Can I give and you a comparison? And on PBS sorry, instead go. of P- instead yeah. of BBC America. So you're going from one of the oldest channels in this country with had Down Abbey to a channel that. I don't know when BBC America started. I would imagine maybe about eight years ago. I think it was really just so they could have somewhere to show Doctor Who. Yep. Um, can, I, can I make
0: a weird comparison? Mm-hmm. I know you're not a big fan of Homeland, and to be honest with you, I haven't even seen the most recent season. I've never seen
1: it. I never, never lived anywhere that subscribed to that channel, so I, I don't or have the, a real I, opinion about it. I would be happy to
0: give you my Showtime password just to see season one because it's so
1: good. <laughs> but Claire
0: Danes who is an intense but very um, solid and grounded actress in -hmm. in herself, plays a very, very bipolar and uh, at times dissociated uh, character. Right. But she's so brilliant that you never know whether to side with her or not because (laughs) – you know, you don't know if she's being crazy or just or absolutely spectacularly brilliant. And sometimes it's both at the same time. I think that's what this is. This is an acknowledgement of just a brilliant young actress being able to realize a, a character on so many different levels. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, th- there there seems to be... A, 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 a realization that you know th- that we want young actresses to be taking risks right with their roles i mean this this could have been a show and a role that could have never been seen by the american public and just completely you know off the radar like this is just
1: insane like who the fuck would care about this right i mean when it comes to orphan black well I mean, for one, we have to make a, a slight distinction. It's not that she embodies a character. She embodies about 10 different characters. Yes. And at some point, I think the sheer totality of what she has to do, especially if you ever watch behind the scenes of how they shoot the scenes where the different clones interact with each other, it is incredibly hard for her to do that because she's basically inhabiting one side of a conversation and then inhabiting the other side. And she has to keep in her mind where her other character is sitting and reacting at any given time, it's really, really amazing in, in how over-the-top this demanding this role is. Um, and it's certainly something that I don't think anybody has ever done before, certainly nowhere near to the degree that Tatiana Maslani has pulled it off. Um, so we're going we're going to keep this pretty short uh just cuz we want to get out uh, to the people. Also, I've
0: only seen the first two full seasons, just started the third with uh with Orphan Black. Um but at least through the first two seasons it is a virtuosic performance cuz even though it's only 10 episodes a season because she's playing, you know, nine or 10 characters, it's like she's playing, you know, five seasons per season if that makes sense. You know what I it- mean?
1: Yeah, and I would imagine each episode takes much longer to shoot than a typical episode is because I would I, I get the sense they have to shoot scenes over and over and over again. Right. Um, you know, it's so, one of the reasons why Sarah Manning is kind of the main clone, and right. there aren't entire episodes where three of them are talking to each other. I think they have to pick their and shoot pick their spots a little bit in terms of when they do those kind of scenes but I'm certain they slow down the production time when they do them uh, because they have to go back and do them again and again and again.
0: So I think the best example of this before this, and you can stop me if I'm going over the top, is early Season 3 Battlestar Galactica, where they're on New Caprica, And the Cylons are ruling over them. They've agreed not to kill the humans straight up, although they're executing humans who are against them. But, you know, they're trying to, in their mind, live with the humans. Right. And and there's a couple scenes inside uh, Colonial One because Baltar's president, which is just spectacular, you Mm -hmm. know, where you see different versions of Six and Eight and, you know, all the various uh, Asylons and they spin the camera around. And and there's one where um, one of the, uh, I always forget what his name is, the short, scary guy who was the, um, uh, in the very the one who first
1: kidnaps uh katie sackoff starbuck
0: no Lee no n- not Leobin, not leoban the you... the the guy who, who acts as the um as the tour guide in the pilot episode who ends up being a cylon and being stuck on the base by accident yeah is he the one who pulls a gun on Baltar and starts it... just shouting sign your name he says sign your name sign your name sign your name and he doesn't do it and then a six the caprica six the the six who he really loves shoots right. her in the face something like that yeah no yeah, no, I mean, he he no, no he does he does he shoots her in the face and, and boom and, ju- and she falls over and whatever that was the best i've ever seen of clone you know film technology up to this point but but this show takes it to another level because they're yeah. really interacting with one another
1: yeah because basically with all of those uh cylons we only ever see like maybe two or three versions of any one of those characters. And all of the Cavils are pretty similar to each other. All of the sixes are pretty similar. You know, we have Grace Park playing two different versions of, of that, of, um, Athena, whatever the hell her name is. Um, Boomer,
0: uh, Sharon.
1: Yeah. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Sharon. Um, but again, that's two of them. And then I think the other times we see clones of her, they don't have any personality to speak of. They're just kind of there, you know, on Orphan Black you have radically different personas you have a nerdy lesbian you have a british street kind of rat you have a psychotic eastern european murderer you know who's yeah. been heavily traumatized from physical abuse for years you know you have a woman who's going crazy because she's stuck in suburban hell her whole life and can't have kids. I mean, these personality types are all radically different. And the show does a fantastic job of putting at equal amounts of time into building them all up. And then Maslani inhabits each of them as well as any of the others. Um, Doral
0: Doral is the guy I'm thinking of Aaron Doral. Yeah. 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 Who, who does, who does the shot, but yeah, but, but you can't compare it because you know, that's a circling shot. And with, uh, Tatiana Maslany's various characters—they're sitting together and they're mm-hmm. doing all sorts of shots with the cameras. I don't know how they do it. I actually haven't seen the um, the behind the scenes, man. So without you know, without going too crazy, like just give the listeners just like a, a how do they pull that off? You know, with the three or four different Tatiana Maslany's that are hanging out at, at various times,
1: talking to one another. Sure. So basically, um, what they have is she'll shoot one scene in one character say Sarah the main character the British street rat for people who don't watch this show I that's not a fair term but it's the closest thing I can think of no you know, sure. she's kind of punk and um, she grew up in an orphanage so she's got kind of that loner attitude to her um, so she'll be sitting somewhere and she'll give all her lines and I believe somebody maybe will call out the responses off stage where it's not miked and then she'll have a body double you know a stunt person sitting in the other spot where she needs to be sitting just to have somebody to have for eye lines. And, you know, if she wants to put her hand on somebody's shoulder or something, and then they'll shoot the whole scene again and they'll have the bot, the double take the seat of where Sarah was sitting. And then if she's now, Casima, the the scientific nerdy lesbian girl,
0: my dream girl. Uh, (laughs) Although she's a lesbian, so I have no chance with her. God.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And there've been stories. uh, I mean, this show, as I understand it, resonates extremely well with the LGBT community. Oh my god! Um, Yes, I have a lot of. I have a lot of. I'm just gonna say,
0: I have a lot of LGBT friends when they realize that I love Orphan Black that I've been in communication with about this show. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. yeah.
1: They uh, they make an interesting choice regarding that in Season 3 that I won't spoil. I think maybe they uh, went over the edge a little on that one. But for the most... I mean, Kasima is a fantastic character from a community that's still not very well represented in any way that isn't stereotypical. She and- seems
0: totally yeah. different. Of all the clones, Kasima seems like... It, it 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 could be a totally different woman, really. I mean, I I, I it, it's well, almost I hard Dana. to believe.
1: Yeah, they're all. I I think they're all pretty different. I mean, they are very different. You get the sense that Rachel and Sarah, who are Ra- Rachel Duncan, works for the lab that creates the clones. You meet her at the end of season one. She is. They call her the pro clone because she is very corporate and business like. Uh, and controlled and reserved I have, also uh, I, have, I have a little graph oh. here
0: right now by the way that shows which clones appear in how many episodes per season
1: mm-hmm. and I think, yeah, I think I, you, you
0: could it, guess the top three or four pretty easily Yeah, it yeah. should
1: be Sarah Coss yep. and um, yep. uh, oh, the suburban Allison's one three. Allison, oh she's uh, so
0: good it's almost like Breaking Bad the way she plays the suburban
1: mom it's amazing yeah
0: yeah and then Helena, Helena like,
1: would be four, and Rachel Helena. would probably be five, and yep. then there's there are other ones that come in and out occasionally. And I haven't
0: even dealt with some of these,
1: so yeah, you've met the big five but i oh
0: I've met the big f uh, one two three, four, five, yeah, I met the big five, yeah,
1: yeah, the others usually show up and then they just sort of advance the story in some way, but those are the five that feel like they actually are on arcs and they grow and they change um so anyway i mean i for people who are curious i found out about this not because i was watching the emmys because i don't love watching award shows but jesse texts me and he's like dude tatiana won and i was legitimately shocked i oh
0: yeah no i had the uh la times live blog feed going Uh uh-huh and i was just watching it and i got a, I i got a uh um What do you call it? Not a message, but like a a notification or whatever that Tatiana Maslany won. I was like, no fucking way. And dude, it's, it's so, so, I mean, her whole speech was just thanking other people, and she just left. That was her whole speech. That was it. No big message, no big, you know, self-congratulation. She thanked everyone who helped her, and she left. It was amazing. It, you know, these young actresses. She's from Saskatchewan, man, literally. I mean, she's from Saskatchewan, Canada. She's yeah. from the middle of fucking nowhere, you know. Her, her dad was like a woodmaker, and her mom was like a teacher or something like that. I mean, mm-hmm. she's just some chick you know that, that that got it done
1: and well uh, bbc america i think they tend to actually focus a little bit more on canadian actors than on um american ones yes i'm not sure if that's just because of the relationship between canada and the uk i uh, i'm not entirely sure about that but
0: well so many great comedians i mean everyone from bill murray to jim carrey is from canada so you know sure. i i think we understand also a i lot believe of william
1: shatner is canadian
0: Canadian Jew, yep. Um, <laughs> Leonard Nimoy, American Jew, also yeah, he's Jewish. he's from Boston. Yep, he's from Boston. Um, yeah, Dan Aykroyd's from Canada. I mean, it's yeah. it's pretty amazing. But uh, but to make
1: my point, uh, yes, go. Jordan Gavaris, who oh, plays yes. Felix, oh, so uh, Sarah's brother, is also a Canadian. Um, so, uh, you know, I think BBC America, that's just where they tend to draw uh, a lot of their casting from maybe it, maybe it's where they're based out of i don't know and what's uh, so
0: funny is by the way jordan's 10 10 10 which means he's in every episode of every season mm-hmm. uh, i'm sorry 10 10 10 10 uh for total 40 all all 40 episodes but my lgbt uh friends especially the male ones they're not offended at all by his portrayal in fact they they quite like it and he's very popular among friends of mine uh jordan Guevara. is he gay in real life do you know i mean it doesn't matter at all i'm just curious if he's gay in real life or not it doesn't because he doesn't have an english accent in real life so that's fake so who fucking knows uh, I have no idea. Um,
1: yeah. I don't know who he's dating. I don't Isn't really. Isn't that great? Uh,
0: but you know we celebrate this. I mean, this is
1: fantastic. I think he's a great character. I. Yeah. I don't think you people should be afraid to have flamboyant characters as long as you actually make them characters and not caricatures. One of the things that I think really saves Felix—not saves, but helps his character—one is how loyal he is to Sarah. Yes. And the friendship that he develops with uh, Allison who you would think would be the most socially conservative of any of them, although I would imagine finding out you're a clone would probably make you, you know, but she lives in a suburb. She is middle upper class and she is religious. She, in the later seasons, it's shown that she goes to church and she's fairly active in the church, or at least she was for a long period of her life. So if anybody was going to have a problem with a flamboyantly gay person, it would be her, but they become very close friends with each other and, help each other out quite dramatic, you know, frequently. Um, And so I think the way they build these very believable relationships for him with the different other clones, it gets people past what are on surface some kind of maybe more cliched characteristics um, because they make him a full person.
0: So as someone who has seen the first two seasons – And you've talked about that it's not quite as great after the first two seasons. Now, I've read that the third season is the least good, but they come back in the fourth season with a vengeance, and that's why she won, because the fourth
1: season was pretty good. That's all I know. It's quite possible. I mean, season four was much better than three, Um, like, noticeably better. But
0: you've seen all of Battlestar, right, from beginning to end? Okay
1: only so, once i don't remember every detail of every episode sure. the way you do but i i did watch all of it sure um, and i tried to watch caprica and i gave up after three episodes oh yeah yeah. Caprica, god caprica. that was stupid no. no caprica's not good not caprica's not good but i think i watched some of the web stuff like blood and sand and razor and some of those other ones that were okay i mean they were 10 minute time commitments so it wasn't exactly you know wasting hours of my life um Well, the the reason that the um,
0: copies in Battlestar and like the original shell—let's forget all these web series and you know posts, whatever—the the the reason that the uh, (laughs) that the copies were so important was because it would confuse the humans. But but it also had to do with the limitation of technology. Like they figured <laughs> out how to make 12 models that looked exactly the same, but they couldn't figure out how to like make them look different but still be part of the same kind of thing. So it was it was really just it was sort of one step leading to another as opposed to uh, Orphan Black where it's all about the cloning, you know, side of things. You know, Battlestar wasn't leaning on that only. It it was a part of a larger narrative that that it was trying to say. Now, I will ask you about Orphan Black in terms of the LGBT and other things, some of them like men, some of them like women. You know, they're supposedly genetically exactly the same. Do you think there is a conscious. Uh, attempts by the creators to be uh you know uh, giving us uh i don't know ideas about what what what, what cloning would really be like and, and and that doesn't matter how genetically similar we are that we'd have different ideas or they're just kind of you know they're just kind of fucking with the idea
1: and seeing where it's going well, I think there is definitely a a premise that you take identical material and you raise it in dramatically different environments, and you will get dramatically different people. Um, now, I'm not willing to go so far as to say they're making the argument that being gay is a product of n- uh, nurture, that it's not genetic, that is purely. Casima grew up in this world, so she's gay, and the others didn't, and so they're straight. Oh, and I they don't sell Casima's the
0: lesbianism so well. It's not like it's yeah. something that's been dominating her her entire life. It just happens, you know. And if right. it's so real, yeah.
1: Sorry, go ahead. Well, it's not. They don't treat it voyeuristically, which is what sometimes happens, especially with lesbian characters. I think is they, you know, they linger too much on the 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 intimacy and the sexuality between women just because. I don't know. It's a male audience and they accept that more. I don't know. I don't think the show is overtly stating that in their minds, you know, if you raise a clone one way, it'll be gay. If you raise it another way, it'll be straight. I don't think they're going that far. I certainly do think that what a person is, is very much a product of the environment they grow up in. And Kasima, all of the things that make her who she is come about in part because of how she was raised and how the environment she grew up in, um, And that we're not necessarily bound by genetics. So, okay.
0: Can I I, I give you at least one Battlestar example before we move towards the end here? Which is uh, is Six, which is, you know, uh, Trisha Helfer's character. Okay. So Baltar specifically falls in love with two versions of the Trisha Helfer character. There's Caprica Six... Who's the one we see in the miniseries who snaps the neck of the baby and who seduces Baltar and who tells him that, the, you know, the apocalypse is coming and that he needs to get out. And, but that defends him later when he's on the ship and tries to defend him and, you know, and so forth and so forth. But he also falls in love with the one who is tortured on the Pegasus. Right. The one who's tortured by, um, what's her name? Who who played Anton Rowe on, um, on, on, uh, on Star Trek. I I
1: don't remember this character's name. I know exactly who you're talking about. I know. Yeah, Gina,
0: um, Admiral Kane, Admiral Kane, as played by, oh my God, I should know this. I can't believe I don't know this. Um, uh, Helena Kane played Michelle Forbes. Oh man, Michelle Forbes, who's so sexy but so scary at the same time. <laughs> who, who played that version of sex? He fell in love with her, and he helped her develop the bomb, which blew up a, a huge number of the fleet when they were on New Caprica. Thereby, and ultimately,
1: c- single signaled the uh, where yep. the they were to the Cylons. Yep. I don't know. I mean, I'm not sure where you were going with all of that. Um,
0: I wasn't going anywhere. I was just saying that I think Battlestar tackled this topic. And I think that, you know, it's it's interesting how much it tackled it. He was so in love with her. He's never in love with Caprica 6 as much as the tortured 6 model you know he he specifically and this is i think a total a, a total man thing i hate to say it you know being attracted to the victim being attracted to the tortured one, right? I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you make it better. And when she starts giving him signals, like, I'm not going to just give in. I'm going to, you know, try and, you know, take it out on your whole fleet. He goes along with it because Baltar, it feels so guilty or, 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 you
1: know, horrified by the whole thing. Well, I think it's also uh, that... Baltar, I mean, he doesn't change exactly, but at the beginning of the show, he is depicted as extremely vain and he ob- he more or less objectifies Trisha Helfer's character and just sees her as this beautiful woman to have sex with whenever he wants. And then to turn around and find out that this object in his mind has been using him to create cause mass genocide, obviously there's going to be some repulsion, some revulsion and some self-hatred that comes out of it. And then when he sees this other one, I, yeah, I think he sees it as a chance to actually save somebody, somebody who hasn't betrayed him, who then does turn around and betray him in the end, uh, by blowing up everything and signaling the Cylons that they're coming. Um, and one of my favorite parts of the whole series, which I think is underrated. You saw up till the end,
0: right? Yeah. Okay. One of my favorite parts of the whole series, even though people don't love the the end of the final season, <laughs> is when uh the 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 real Caprica Six and Baltar are fighting and they see each other's angels. And you know, and Baltar goes, Wait, you see her? and she's like, Wait, you see him? You know, that she's been seeing this angel Baltar the whole time and he's been seeing this Angel Six the whole time. I just think that's very interesting. But to bring it back to a more salient point having to do with Orphan Black, what I love about Sharon, even though I know people don't love Grace Park and think she's not a great actress, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, is the subtle differences of the Grace Park characters that Boomer and Athena are actually really really different even though they don't look super different on the surface and that's why the final scene spoiler alert <laughs> where they capture their baby back and you know they take the baby and fucking Athena just shoots Boomer up you know for 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 kidnapping the baby as similar as they are um, I, I think is is kind of cool, but it's a much different model than uh, than the orphan black model, where every every um, character is so different. And I guess you know to to head towards the end here. You know, as much as we love Orphan Black and Tatiana Maslany, God bless her for winning, and I'm so glad they're getting the recognition they deserve. But, you know, can Orphans... Uh, I'm sorry, can Orphans... Can clones really be so different, you know? I mean, that's, I guess, really the question that we're asking here, right?
1: Yeah. I. Uh, this show's premise is that they are, and it, it, they can be, and it makes a pretty good argument that they can be you know i don't know how much this show really wants to delve into the higher questions of you know what clones are what clones could be i think it's more you're supposed to take the clones as the foundation of this pr- this show's world and it says this is a world where clones exist now let's see how these clones live in this world i i don't know that it's trying to be as meta as uh, we might hope um, or a, as we might want from like real high high science fiction, I think it's supposed to be more grounded and not quite so far sighted. You know, I think it's really focused on kind of the immediacy of this phenomenon. Mm-hmm. Um, now what I will say uh, that I find interesting is so Maslani wins it, but the show only has one more year, and as cool as it is that she won, I don't really think. They're going to extend the show for a sixth season just on the strength of an Emmy. I, I really think they have all they have blocked out what next season is going to be about, and they want to wrap it up, and I think that's going to be it. Well, I
0: think that's what's so impressive is I thought they were going to wait until the end of the fifth and final season that we knew about to reward her, but they weren't willing to wait that long, and they rewarded her before then. I think is really cool. Yeah, um, and I love that they. I mean, Battlestar Two. I mean, th- that was it. Four seasons. They knew it. Like that was gonna be. That was gonna be, you know, the limit to stop it. I, I you know, I wish more, you know, showrunners out there w- would take this into account. I mean, even Breaking Bad did this. I mean, they they doubled the fifth season a little bit. It was like eight and eight, I think, with Breaking mm. Bad in the fifth season. But they kind of knew it was the end. <clears throat> yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I think especially with these science fiction stories uh, that are also, you know, serialized, um, uh, that it makes sense. Um, again, I'm not totally caught up, so I, I don't know where it's going in the fifth season. But I, I think this was just a, a acknowledgment of ridiculous performance talent, right? I yeah. mean, this is, this is just uh, – there are so few women on the planet that could do what she does.
1: Mm-hmm. No, I, I agree with you. I uh, am genuinely shocked and I, I really think they did get this one right. I think a lot of people from, who don't watch the show are kind of gonna look at this and be annoyed that uh, you know, this person who on this minor channel, I mean, BBC America is a very small channel in the US in terms of ratings on this weird out there sci-fi show that has a, a small fo- cult following. Beat out some you know much bigger name actresses on some much bigger name shows. I think if they give this show a chance and actually watch it, they will be as impressed as you quickly became checking it out um, and, and just to finish up i I mean I have. A number of female friends
0: that love this show that are not into science fiction in general yeah, and, and don't watch a lot of the sci-fi that you and I watch, but love fucking Orphan Black. I mean, mm-hmm. I get so many comments when I post online and people who text me and be like, oh, my God, I love this show. Texting a whole <laughs> bunch of people when she won the, 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 the Emmy. They couldn't believe it. People freaking out. And, uh, I, you know, this will, my final point will be, this is a Jessica Jones thing, right? I mean, this is like real feminism, but like, you know, not in like a, you know, a cliched way. You know, this is like women, being women, being strong and being complicated and being themselves, you know, and showing different parts of their personality. Jessica Jones is really the only comparable, uh, property. I hope we get more of this um, you know, to be honest with you, and, uh, yeah, I, I I don't know, I don't know, so she gets the nomination, or or she gets the award, and they move on to the next thing, and, you know, but five seconds later, Game of Thrones wins the best drama, you know, so I, 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 you know, I, I don't know what to, what to attribute to this, it's really not such a big deal, I guess, after all, but, uh, for them to even consider her, I thought was, uh, was an interesting move um so yeah i mean in terms of the future of television i I mean do the emmys really have any relevancy and then we'll close out i mean seriously i mean they made the right call here but in general the emmys seem to have not a lot of of relevance to what's going on 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 television and so forth you know stranger things and mr robot and all these shows you know night of like all these shows that people love atlanta no one right. seems to be talking about
1: it. Um, well, that just started. So Atlanta, that just started. That's true. I mean, but Mister Robot. I mean, in his second year, Rami Malek wins lead actor. So, uh, you know, I th- oh, was that I, the guy? Yeah. Oh, that That's was the guy. dude. That's the star. Yeah. So, which is also a show that is certainly very different than what you'll see on prime time. And he also beat out some big names including screwing over matthew reese again from the americans which is a show that nobody watches and everybody should because it's really one of the best shows on tv um and it just it just it never gets good ratings and i don't understand why because it's really really high quality television um everyone says the americans this year was amazing it was it's it's been amazing since the beginning it's a fantastic tv show with an amazing cast. I mean, they're really all good. Even the kids are pretty good. Um, the one who plays the girl, uh, I, I want to say her last name is Taylor, It's some real basic name like like Julie Taylor or something like that. But she's amazing. Um, so I wish the Americans did a little bit better. Um, I wish Fargo hadn't gotten completely screwed because Fargo was just fantastic TV. Um, I think the Emmys matter some. I mean, there are really only two ways I think to judge the quality, to judge the success of a show, which is whether or not it wins awards or what kind of ratings, you know, it gets just like with movies. I think the two easiest, biggest ways to judge a movie success is box office. And if it wins really Oscars, I mean, it can win golden globes and BAFTAs, but those, we don't think those matter that much. So I think it matters very much that Tatiana Maslany won this, um, especially because you never know when you're, if you're ever going to get even nominated again. You, know, you think maybe she's now done enough that next year she'll just get another nomination. Maybe she will, but maybe she won't, and maybe she will and she won't win. And then who knows what happens next. You know, We think she has a promising future, but she could just wind up on programs that never draw the critic's eye again. You know, it's it's like winning a championship in sports, like a World Series or a Super Bowl. You know, enjoy winning it once, because you may never play for another team that gets back there. Um, yeah,
0: and and again, you know, just a quick Battlestar reference. I, I, you know, I don't think Grace Park is an amazing actress, even though she continues to, you know, get big roles or whatever post-Battlestar. Yeah, Y5-0. y 5 but, you know... But but she got the concept of playing different versions of herself and and you know when you know when eight's going after eight going after eight in different version it's really interesting, you know what I mean and uh I, I wonder if it's if it's a female thing because it seems to be less interesting when it 's a male thing right i mean we, we see different cavils. And we see differently, opens, but they all kind of seem the same. But when it's the females, it, 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 for whatever reason, it seems to be more interesting. Um, that just m- might be me as a male. Um, yeah, I don't know. I uh, again, I, I, Emmys, I put very little stock in because they generally don't award the best. They award you know uh, the better, but not the best. Uh, this is a huge, huge win for BBC America, I think, more than anything. You know, oh, yeah. That they're, that they're like a legitimate network now. You know, I mean, with all the Sherlock
1: episodes and everything that everyone loves. I mean, which Sherlock won, won and, shit? Yeah. And okay. Sherlock actually won an Emmy tonight for best TV oh, movie okay. for the Christmas thing they did, the, the Abominable Bride, which actually pissed me off because Sherlock is a great show. I thought the abominable bride sucked. I thought it was really confusing and really, you know, stylish, but ultimately completely devoid of meaning or sense in a way that other Sherlock stuff is not. Hmm. So I I really thought this was one of the worst things I've seen from that show. So I was a little pissed off that it won, but it's been nominated and done well. So it's not like they've, that's the only thing they've ever won. Um, hmm so Uh, it's doing fine um yeah no it's doing
0: fine it's doing fine uh but as as just someone who reads science fiction a lot you know this stuff really interests me um and as someone who's writing science fiction this stuff really interests me um and you know i think that
1: that's actually this was actually sorry the show's ninth It's won nine Emmys since oh, okay. 2014. So it's doing fine. <laughs>
0: it's doing okay.
1: Yeah, it's doing okay. You know, it's Cumberbatch gonna... has won. Martin Freeman as Watson has won. Outstanding writing for a miniseries. It's won. I mean, it's done fine at the Emmys. Um, but, you again, know. Sherlock yeah, Sherlock is mostly a PBS show in the U.S., yes. not a BBC America show. Right. Uh, or, or it's a Netflix show. Well, it is now, but I believe it first started airing on PBS. Um, Yeah, PBS, that's how it starts. And now they've started to show it on BBC America. But this is the first one from BBC America that airs, as far as I know, only on BBC America. And maybe IFC, um, another tiny channel, uh, to win, you know, to get an uh, an Emmy this big. Um, So... Yeah, and my, my
0: final thought is, you know, I, I love having clones for clones' sake, and it's so fun to watch, but it's also great to watch in Battlestar. One of my favorite uh, seeds ever in television is when Boomer kidnaps Athena and ties her up in the bathroom. And then fucks her husband. Yeah, we've talked about this. Carl Agathon in the bathroom who doesn't know what's going on and then steals the baby and jumps off the ship and that causes the entire end of
1: the episode. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's a cool episode, (laughs) but if you listen to yourself describing that plot, that is a very different kind of storytelling than what Orphan Black does. Yes. And frankly, I think it's, worst storytelling. I think what Orphan Black does, carries a lot more subtlety and really plays with the idea of clones in a way that Battlestar never did. Because with the exception of Sharon and uh, Athena, all the other clones, there's the main one, and then occasionally you meet another one, but not often enough that there's really a an obvious uh, like a a contrast mm. between the different versions. Well, my um, sister my no. sister
0: has twins. They're seven eight months years old. They right. she, my sister has twins, and so I'm extremely fascinated by this whole thing. <laughs> they, they look different. They act different. But there's some things they do similarly, they have a connection, you know they love touching each other, they love connecting with each other as different as they look and as different as they act, so I'm fascinated by this whole thing even more than I normally would be, which would be <laughs> which would be highly fascinated by this whole thing um and uh yeah i, I but 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 I don't know, i mean you know i, I <laughs> as cool of a sci-fi uh kind of scenario as Tatiana Maslany is is reliving or living out in you know in her show and the real question is you know how much does the genetic code matter i think you know that that's that's really what's going on because they have different sexualities they have different interests they talk different they act different you know i mean the show seems to be saying that being a clone shouldn't determine how different you are from the other clones, which I'm totally fine with that notion. I'm just not sure that's supported by science.
1: Yeah, I don't think that they're actually all that concerned with it. Um, I think there's a reason they never really get into the science of how clones are made. They do, from time to time, Cosima does talk about genetic coding and stuff, but they, they treat that stuff... Very, very gingerly, and they only get to it occasionally, mostly with her because she has a genetic disease that 's killing her, uh, and so she needs to find a way to solve it just to save her own life, not just for some broad sense. Um, I think the show is not all that interested in talking in the real science of cloning, whether or not their portrayal of clones is realistic. I think, like I said, you just they want you to accept clones as part of this show's foundation. And then they just want to tell stories with characters that are well-written and well-fleshed out. And to be honest, that's what I want too. I don't necessarily want a lot of high concept discussion shit in the science fiction I watch. I can read that. But when authors do that too much, it, it ticks me off. One of the things that annoys me about Robert Heinlein is too many of his scenes are just people talking and being proxies for the writer. You know, well, what do you think the philosophical implications of this thing are? Well, I think they're this. Okay, well, I think they're this. There's uh, Stranger in a Strange Land and Starship Troopers both have multiple scenes like that, and mm. they get old. Mm. They get really old. I would much rather. I love rather, Starship
0: Troopers. Uh, yeah, I don't love Stranger in a well, Strange Land, but I do love Starship Troopers. The movie sa-
1: is a a parody of the well, no, book. No, fuck
0: the movie. I'm talking. About, I'm saying the book. I, I love I Starship love Trooper movie. book.
1: Yeah, the book is good. Um, Stranger in a Strange Land is really cool. But by the end, when it just becomes writer's proxy conversations, that's when it starts to get really boring. Um, It's also a little homophobic in in ways that, I mean, maybe you can't expect him to do better. It was like the 60s, but still some of the the stuff doesn't quite hold up. Well, he's
0: German too, so,
1: you know. Oh, you know.
0: Well, This is great. I mean, look, if nothing else, we could agree that Tatiana Maslany is redefined the young woman science fiction actress uh, going into the future regardless of the role regardless i'm sorry i'm watching matthew mcconaughey doing a lincoln commercial here jumping into the water this is really (laughs) ridiculous um he always does
1: lincoln commercials that's like what he does in between movies that get him oscar nominations oh it's so horrible
0: but she's so great and that's the thing (laughs) no i mean i'm serious though i mean muslany is You know, I mean, it's not that she's unattractive or she's super attractive. She's just like a chick and she just plays all these roles so well, you know, it makes it so interesting. And honestly, I I lose myself in the roles, you know, like I know it's her. I know it's her. I Mm -hmm. know it's fucking her. And I still lose myself in the role. Watching her doing it, and I still have a couple seasons left, and so I'm not c- completely there yet. But <laughs> I, I, I so feel like she deserves this. You know, I, there's so few actresses that could pull this off. You know, e- e- even actresses that I go to bat with, no matter what, like Katie Sackoff. I don't know if she could pull something like this off. Like this is like a real legitimate thing um what does she do next and, and then we'll sign off here you know like we've got one more season we know of uh of Tatiana Maslany doing Orphan Black you know and then it's over I mean what does she do next like
1: where does she go from here I mean she has gotten cast in some stuff already you know small roles here and there if I was BBC America I would be doing whatever the hell I could to keep her in the family, you know, to see, you know, to pitch her the next whatever thing they're going to replace it with, you know, BBC America, they don't follow the um, production and television broadcast schedule that the U S does. They debut their shows at different times in the year. They run for different lengths of episodes than a season or a half season runs in the U S. So they're always coming out with new stuff. Um, and so there's got to be other stuff they've got in the pipeline that if they can keep her around, I'm sure they will. I mean, if she's interested, I, you know, I think this Emmy is certainly going to open up more doors for her, especially perhaps more lucrative ones if she wants to go that way. I mean, you know, Haley Atwell is her next show is going to be some broadcast procedural that's probably going to suck but i'm going to guess it paid a little bit better than some of the indie stuff and smaller roles she was getting before then i don't think it's going to suck I, but I, I don't think, think it's going to be, be amazing i think it's going to be completely run of the mill you know just we'll have seen this 80 times already and then it'll go off the air within 2 years I'm I'm pretty confident in so that. So what
0: do we do with these young actresses that are so talented? You know, it's really it's really unfortunate. I mean, if that's the case, and Haley Atwell's new show is terrible because they decided to cancel Agent Carter, and now they're throwing on a terrible show on ABC. I mean,
1: it's which r- to be clear, they canceled because nobody watched it. Like all these people who are mad that she's doing this. If you didn't watch her show. You don't really have a right to complain about what's happened to her since because if that show had been a big hit, she'd still be doing it um yeah i don't I don't blame
0: that on haley though. <laughs> I blame that on a b c you know for not producing the 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 correct uh you know the correct way to do it, but yeah, you know, I hear what you're saying man i I don't know I mean, look, the bottom line is. Uh, Ms. Tatiana Mazzani was born in 1985. I believe September 22nd because I just looked it up. So she's about to turn (laughs) 31. She's extremely young. She's attractive, but she's not like threateningly or you know, like uncomfortably attractive. Like she still is kind of a normal chick. You know what I'm saying? She has a very relatable vibe. She's so relatable. Yeah, exactly. So she just needs to find the right producer and the right director and the right writer to to take her into the next direction. I'm glad we did this. This is awesome. She fucking deserves it. She's so talented. I I, honestly, man, I I mean, I, I told my parents this. I'm like, what's the first fucking episode like that's all you got to see yeah. to see how talented this chick is you just need to see the first episode how, how talented this fucking chick is she's so talented I think she can nail it I think she's in good hands you know she is from Sask- Saskatchewan but
1: you know um, which oh, is by the maybe way. what makes her relatable like she's got uh, that sort of Canadian kindness to her like oh, that totally. approachability um, not to stereotype everybody from a nation, well, but you well, know, they, the stereotype they, is that Canadians are just kind of nicer and more personable than Americans are. Um, well, fil- and, they, fil- they film in Toronto, but they act like it's in Minnesota, I think. Is well, that the yeah, idea? Well, A lot of TV shows yeah. shoot in Canada. I mean – and movie studios the same. I, people have complained that way too many Fox, like X-Men movies – have underground bunker and forest scenes because that's basically what you can shoot outside your studio door in Vancouver, which is where a lot of these films are made. Um, now, I, I think finding the right writer and all that is is good. The key for her, and I don't know how she got this particular one, but uh, finding the right project is is what it it really was. Is she? They saw something in her that she was going to be right for this role. And I mean, I would imagine if I was a young woman who was a, an actress, I would leap at the chance to do something like this, maybe be a little intimidated by the, the demand it was going to put on me, but the chance to have this many different kinds of characters and do all these different kind of things, like, you know, you get to play a woman holding a knife to a woman's femoral artery in one scene, and then in the next scene, you get to be in uh, like a community theater production of Guys and Dolls. And then in the next scene, you get to have this very formal, angry British sex with James Frayne. So you get to do all these different kinds of things. So I would imagine that would be very a very attractive role to take on. So for her, finding the right project is, I think, what will be the key for her moving forward. For me, with Tatiana Maslany,
0: it, it, the horrifyingness of Helena... I mean, Helena is so scary. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know it's her. It looks just like her, you know, with the dyed blonde curls. But, like, it's really fucking scary, you know? And and I just, God, I give her so much credit for that. It's so hard to pull off something like that, how scary that fucking shit is.
1: It helps that they, whatever that screeching sound they came up for the Helena score. It's like the
0: Winter Soldier thing, yeah.
1: Yeah, but that, that is terrific. That is a really menacing, discordant sound. That thing, like a door creaking sort, sort of. It's like 80 different horrible sounds rolled into one. That ups the menace of her. And when they introduce her, where all you see is her back, and she's like twitching, and that music is playing, in it's like a bathroom, and so the lighting is fluorescent. It's a really stark Scary scene, and it's a really good blending of acting, character design, and you know, makeup and fashion. The stuff they do to her eyes also ups the menace, um, and music and lighting. I mean, there are this show is another example, like I would argue, Deadpool or Guardians, where everybody was on the same page about what they wanted to do, and they all knew how to do their job well enough to execute the overall vision.
0: I think oh. the Deadpool connections are very interesting connection. No one thought Deadpool would work and see how successful it was yeah i yeah, I mean her role as Helena and the other roles, but especially as helena i I think is very is very comparable to that role um in terms of, you know, just thinking, uh, oh, okay, this is never going to affect me. Holy shit, you know, like, oh, <laughs> I'm like, fucking, hey. Um, I'm assuming she lives over the next couple seasons. You don't have to tell me. I think I saw online Helena is going to be around for a while. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I, I don't know what she does. I mean, it's such, it, it's... <laughs> It, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. I mean, it's it, it, it's such a fucking impressive performance with all these roles. Like, what can you possibly offer her that's going to be more impressive than what she's doing? You know, I mean,
1: yeah, I, I don't have an answer, but I think now she's going to have multiple offers in a way that I think maybe before this Emmy, uh, and she she maybe wouldn't have had. So I will hope that her and her agent, and she's given a lot of credit to her acting coach. I don't know the guy's name, but she has said in interviews that somebody who really helped her figure out how to do this will also provide whatever advice she solicits. And hopefully she finds another project that works out for her too. Awesome. Um, well, we love
0: Tatiana Maslani. I think that's safe to say, um, We fucking are proud of her. We're happy for her. We fucking support this that she won. She fucking deserves it. I know a lot of people out there are very happy about this. So God bless that they occasionally get this right. (laughs) Seriously, right? I mean, occasionally they get it right. So um, thanks for joining me on the mic, buddy. I'm going to try and (laughs) send this out immediately if possible. Um, Anything else you want to say to the Bizzlecast listeners?
1: Yeah. uh, If you haven't seen Orphan Black, I highly, highly recommend it. Uh, It is very different than almost any other sci-fi on TV, and it's a brilliant performance by her, backed up by some terrific performances by other actors and actresses, that we unfortunately didn't get to, but the rest of the cast is also well worth watching.
0: Yeah, I mean, as I posted, it's Tatiana Maslany and Tatiana Maslany, Tatiana Maslany, Tatiana Maslany, Tatiana Maslany, and some other good actors. Yeah. And they're all amazing too as well. Mm -hmm. So God bless them and God bless her and the project she's running. Thanks for being on, buddy. And uh, we are out